All right, and let's wrap up the news sector with a little bit of talk about Jetta. Um, Jetta. No. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. back with another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. We had a long break before our first race, and now we have a very short break before our second race. As always, I am your host, Ian. With your co-host, Marco. We're ready for Saudi Arabia. It feels like just a couple days ago we were racing around the tracks of Bahrain, and here we are ready to do it all again. Uh, pretty short podcast, I think, today. We're going to have just a little bit of news that's happened in the world of Formula One, a Jetta preview, finished with our race predictions for the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Let's get right into it. Marco, kick us off with some news. All right. So after, obviously, we've been talking about this entire week, or after we've been talking about this entire offseason with Ferrari, with all these incredible changes, their performance followed, and of course, just randomly, Carlos Sainz's car gets chosen at random by the FIA for inspection. FIA found nothing illegal. Put another tinfoil hat on me. I don't know. Christian Horner is typically a guy that might kind of throw the red flag and say, hey, let's let's check it out. Let's <laughs> unscrew every cork, you know, uncork every screw and, and see if we can find anything. And thank goodness that they did not. Yeah, I, this is kind of like, I don't know if you remember, like Pat McAfee, a punter in the NFL one time. He made a tackle. Punters don't normally tackle on the field. And uh, he got drug tested immediately right after for performance enhancers. And he talked about how good it felt that he wasn't on performance enhancers and he still got tested. It's like, look, look at, you know, look under the hood all you want. I'm clean. And that's got to be how Ferrari feels right now. So, yeah, uh, you know, going along with that, too, Ferrari were also rumored to have been putting their engine in a conservative mode. So not really kind of unleashing the beast all the way. So if that's the case and the gap of performance was that big between the Ferraris and the Red Bulls, who seem to be the second fastest car, then I think uh, don't think it's too early to say congratulations to Ferrari for winning this year's championship. Let's clap it up. Well deserved. Well deserved. Just battling for second right now. <laughs> All right. Moving up next. Red Bull uh, got caught. Going past curfew, it was like Ian back in the day, sneaking out of the house. Some unruly teenagers, uh, they were, as I said, caught breaking curfew. So the report states, last Wednesday, team personnel of the Oracle Red Bull Racing Team who were associated with the operation of the car were within the confines of the circuit during the 13-hour period, which commenced at 2300 on 23 March, 42 hours before the scheduled start of time of P1 and ends 29 hours before the scheduled start time of P1 at 12 on 24 March. A lot of jumbled words right there. Uh, this was the first of eight individual exceptions permitted from the or, uh, for the Oracle Red Bull Racing Team during the 2022 Formula One Championship, so there is no action. So they basically, a little slap on the wrist, you do this another seven times and we're going to have some problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're, you know, They were just a little early to the track and they're like, hey, you know, shame, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me six more or seven more times after that. Then, you know, then we got some problems. Yeah, so, then, yeah. yeah, you're in real trouble now. Sticking with the Red Bulls and their sister team, Alpha Tauri, uh, Gasly, Pierre Gasly, number one driver for Alpha Tauri, was on fire last week. 
literally, in a literal sense, there was fire coming from his car. And I think the Jeddah, the Saudi Arabian city of which the Grand Prix takes place, saw that and was like, hey, that's cool. We're going to go on fire too. And they had, <laughs> this is a dark way to bring this up, but there was a missile strike on an oil plant uh, about 25 kilometers or 15 miles away from the circuit. So um, this is like kind of the big news of the day today. This is Friday. Pretty bad look for a country that already is in hot water because of certain human rights violations, similar to Bahrain, if you listened to last week's episode. Uh, not, not a good look to have that coming into it and then to have an attack putting drivers at risk, engineers, pit crew, uh, you know, everybody involved with the team. Having a, a missile go off 15 miles away is a little concerning. Yeah, I know. I, I really appreciate that they're considering all the team's safety and all the fans' safety by continuing to have this race. Their response to it was, we're going to delay free practice two by about 15 minutes to figure out what the hell's going on. Just in case another attack, that 15 minutes is really going to save our ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was their response. It was like, hey, everybody just take a, basically take a long poop and then come back and we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll figure it out and, and we'll be ready. If we're not all dead by now, we're, we're going to race. <laughs> so yeah, everyone was saying on Twitter, cash is king. I think that's absolutely true. So good on Formula One to keep your head down, keep chucking away. Yeah, give the people what we want. We want a race. We want a race and we don't care if there's explosions. Well, let's just keep going on this Red Bull rant. Uh, Helmet Marco, he basically slandered his own driver, uh, Sergio Perez's homeland, uh, during an interview talking about Jetta and talking about all these uh, kind of issues going on. He said, Max isn't scared, but Perez, he's very scared. But it's not much different if you are used to living in Mexico City. So, uh, okay, I don't know how Sergio felt about that one, but man, that was a hardcore burn. There have been other times where Sergio has not taken kindly to somebody speaking ill of the Mexican people or the Mexican culture. Um, the, a lot of people brought up on Twitter that one of his sponsors made like a, a distasteful Mexican joke and he actually cut ties with them. So a lot of Mercedes heads were being like, hey, this is a perfect time to cut ties again and leave Red Bull, you know, Red Bull with a, with a gap in that driver's seat. Uh, I think this is kind of going on the same page of a lot of Helmet Marco quotes where uh, it's kind of like playing a game of is it racist? Um, and I think this one, according to most social media folks, uh, well, the answer was yes. Yeah, yeah, you would say so. Shocking that even Twitter can come together and be like, hey, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, hey, this is, hey, let's cancel this guy. You know, yeah, you know it's bad when, yeah, Twitter is going to, like, police people. <laughs> All right, and let's wrap up the news sector with, uh, you know, some, some good news. Let's end on a high note. Hulkenberg is back in the lineup. Nico Hulkenberg, old racer of Renault, filling in for Sebastian Vettel, who has COVID. Saw a couple of tinfoil hats on Twitter saying that is Vettel really sick with COVID or is he just protesting the race in Saudi Arabia? Um, I think he's got COVID. Or does he fear for his life? Because I'm sure Saudi Arabia isn't a big Sebastian Vettel fan. He's just got the foresight to be like, yeah, I'm not. I don't really fuck with explosions in uh, in Middle Eastern countries. We're not. We're not a competitive race team right now. Uh, why risk it? All right. Well, that's awesome. All right. That is not awesome. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. <laughs> we're gonna move on to our Jetta preview. Ian is gonna tell. All of us, everything we need to know for the upcoming race, all about the track and what we have to look forward to, including the weather. Let's do it. I got the weather this time. So let's talk about the Jeddah Corniche circuit in Saudi Arabia, where we're going to be holding this week's Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. A little bit about the track. 
Uh, we've got 50 laps around this bad boy, kind of on the lower end, and that's because it is one of the longer tracks on the grid. Um, 3.84 miles, or about 6.1 kilometers. Um, it's actually located right next to a coastal resort area located in Jeddah. So it goes along this gorgeous coastline. Um, like I said, the length is something to be aware of here. It's the second longest track in F1 behind Spa. Um, it's got the most turns on the grid with 27. Um, and it is the fastest street circuit on the grid. Um, actually fastest on the calendar other than Monza. So it's long, it's fast, tons of turns in it. Um, and actually three DRS zones. So this is a little more than we're used to seeing. It would normally be awesome for passing, having those three DRS zones and you know being able to open up that back wing and get a couple of you know extra kilometers an hour just to make that pass. The only problem with that is that this circuit is ridiculously skinny and it doesn't have any runoff areas. So you know if you watch Bahrain, uh, if you ran off the track in Bahrain, you had a long way to get back on the track. With this circuit, it's essentially the opposite to where if you're off the track, then you're in the wall. Um, drivers expressed some concerns about that last season just because, you know, the nature of the track and the way it's built with the wall and the fence, there's a lot of blind corners. You can't see, you know, you can't see people. And since we mentioned it's so fast, it could be some pretty bad disaster if, you know, somebody crashes three turns ahead of you um, and is just kind of sitting there like a, like a sitting duck waiting to just get absolutely blown up by, you know, another oncoming F1 car. Additionally with that, with the new regulations, drivers are seated a little bit lower to the ground with less visibility than they were last year. Um, and so, you know, drivers that were kind of complaining about, hey, this is a relatively dangerous track. It's even more dangerous now trying to, you know, run that tire up within millimeters, within inches of, uh, you know, of that wall, it's going to be a lot harder to do this year. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, a, we're looking at, I think all the, you know, all the ingredients for a pretty big disaster are there. Let's hope it doesn't happen. But I mean, let's be honest, super fast circuit, uh, blind corners, lower to the ground. So less visibility. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a nerve wracking track to be on. Prayers up for all the drivers, especially uh, our, our new boy, Guan Yu Zhou. You know, this is only the second time he's been in a Grand Prix in an F1 car, and now it's going to be, uh, you know, kind of a, a difficult, difficult task, little baptism by fire here. Hopefully not real fire either. Hopefully not real. We've had too much fire, I'd say. <laughs> There's a lot too of much fire, fire in these first two weeks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, as far as weather's concerned, um, pretty consistent and hot. Obviously, Saudi Arabia is a pretty warm country. Um, qualls on Saturday are going to be high 80s, a little bit of cloud cover, not too much and then slated for a very hot 90 degree race day on Sunday. So it should be a toaster. We'll see how that plays into like tire degradation uh, and how that works with everybody's strategy. But yeah, overall, I think I'm cautiously excited for this circuit. Uh, I think it's gonna be nice to see them. Like it'll be a cool skill circuit, but uh, but yeah, it, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous just to see how this one plays. Yeah, and um, I think you might've mentioned it, but you would think, yeah, super fast, obviously, think a lot of overtake possibilities but they're actually i think the bottom four of races on the schedule this year for most overtakes uh but with about 20 um 20 a race so yeah i don't think we're going to see much crazy action but obviously with these new cars and being able to stick behind these cars after being overtaken uh we'll see hopefully that uh, that doesn't prove the those chances and those odds 
And let's wrap up this short episode of the podcast with some race predictions for the upcoming Grand Prix in Saudi Arabia. Marco went first in the snake draft last time, so I'm going to kick us off with some race predictions. Who do we think will crash your DNF? As I said earlier, this is a quick circuit, low visibility, uh, you know, skinny, skinny, skinny circuit. So I think I'm going to go with the rookie, Guan Yu Zhou, having a tough time seeing uh, after getting some good momentum on his last race out. So put me down for Guan Yu Zhou, or Zhou Guan Yu, however you want to say it. It's actually Zhou. It's actually pronounced Zhou. Oh, Joe? Yep. Like J-O-E? Is yep. how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, I swear to God. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, then, Joe, put me down for old Joey uh, for the crash or DNF. Joey, Joe. Uh, yeah, I, I actually love that pick. Um, I'm going to go with um, his... I can't say that. I'm going to go... <laughs> I know what you were going to say. <laughs> I'm going to go with a driver that uh, did pretty well last week and surpassed expert expectations. Uh, did the best out of the Red Bull crew, but I don't think that luck stands. I'm going to go with Yuki Sonoda right along with our winner. I'm going to go with our winner as he had a tough week. I'm seeing a huge turnaround. We're going to go with Mr. Max Verstappen, the driver champion of 2021. All right. Well, you're kind of leaving the door open for me here, but uh, I think I'm going to have to go Charles here. He looks like he's been doing pretty well in practice, so put me on for a Charles Leclerc. Uh, back-to-back win. I think that would be the first time for him. It absolutely would, yes. And moving on to our last place, going from last to first. Our last place, uh, this is a guy who really didn't impress me very much uh, driving, and I think the car was bad too. So bad car, worst of the two teammates. Give me a Nicholas Latifi last place. (sighs) Wow, that's really, really good choices, Ian. I really appreciate that. Um, I am going to go with someone who I never thought I would say this. Uh, It's just really been struggling the last couple years. Uh, This year seems like it's uh, not changing that. I'm going to go with Daniel Ricciardo. As much as I hate to say Yeah, what a rip my heart out. I know, dude. It is just, it is depressing for, I feel like no one is happy about that. I feel like everyone roots for the guy, I guess, except for Lando, apparently, right? (laughs) Ha ha. All right, I'm going to go with our most overtakes, which this reward has changed, apparently, that I found out this week. It is not the guy that has the most overtakes. It is the fan vote of the best overtake. It really changes how I should choose. I did not change how I chose. I'm going to go with Pierre Gasly. All right, so it's, you're saying it's fan voted best overtake? That's how we're going Apparently, off now? Apparently, so I, I feel like it would go hand in hand with probably driver of the day votes, which a Gasly is not a good pick. All right, so if it's fan-voted best overtake, then I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Big Balls himself, Max Verstappen. I think he's always shown that he can get a little chippy and a little bit sketchy, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll take him just going for like a wild, a point where you're not supposed to overtake somebody on the track, him uh, him trying to pull that off and squeezing it out just between a driver and a wall. Our next race prediction is driver of the day. This kind of pains me just because I don't really have an answer of why, but for some reason, see, I mean, I guess just seeing Lewis Hamilton on the podium last weekend, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with Lewis. I feel like he always finds a way and he's going to do something incredible that's going to win over the hearts and minds of all F1. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy. He's just going to stick it to Helmet Marco. I'm going to go with Sergio Perez and say, you know what? Uh, You said I was very scared right now. I'm not that scared. I'm going to be the driver of the day. Moving along to our douche of the day. Brought to you by Summer's Eve. I'm going to go with 
Lance Stroll, not much to look forward to. And I think he's probably going to be like, hey, Hulk kind of looked better than me last week. I got to do whatever I can to prove that that's not the case. And uh, it gets a little, it's a little too crazy out there. Nice. All right. Well, here I'll I'll do this then. I'm gonna go with uh, with Nico Hulkenberg for douche of the day. Our only sponsored race prediction, our not sponsored race prediction, one of many, is fastest pit stop. So I think last week I went with Red Bull. This is a little bit different this year with these bigger tires. That you can you could tell last week that the uh, pit stops. We're not gonna see a 1.9. Uh, second pit stop, I don't think ever again with how big these tires are. It just takes that extra, you know, couple tenths of a second to change the tire. Um, so my fastest pit stop, I'm just going to go, I'm going to wing it out of nowhere and give me Alpha Tauri. I like it. Um, I am going to not wing it, and I'm going to play a fan favorite of last year that was restricted. I'm going to go with Red Bull. Nice. Our wild card prediction brought to you by wild card prediction i'm gonna go with valtteri bottas as a p5 or higher uh thoughts on if that's a reasonable choice p5 or i think i'll give you p5 or higher i mean it is that we got to remember it is still an alfa romeo that has shown some flashes but like it's you know it's been one race so we'll see yeah um, I'm going to go with what I don't think would be a huge wildcard prediction last year, but correct me if I'm wrong, this year I think it's way out of left field. I'm going to go, I'm going to still bleed my, my orange papaya here. I am going to say that both McLarens end up in the points. All right, yeah, sure. Yeah, fuck it. If Bottas like P5, it? that's, yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. All right, I mean, I don't think that's going to, I, let's be, I mean, taking down the uh, fourth wall here, I don't think that McLarens are going to be, are both going to finish in the points more than once this whole season. Whoa! So put that as a prediction. That is a wild yeah. card prediction. <laughs> yeah, but for this week, wild card prediction, give me both McLarens and the points. Love it. For fastest lap here, I went with Lewis uh, last week. I don't think that he's going to get fastest lap until they figure out what's going on with that W13, with that Mercedes car. Um, so for now, I mean, just give me give me an obvious one. Give me a Ferrari. I'll take Charles Leclerc again. Like he won last week, he'll win this week. All right, I'm going to stick with that speedy, speedy Ferrari, but I'm going to go with the Spaniard call of signs. And to finish it off, our pole position, I am going to kind of ride your back on this one and i am going to go with the speedster himself charles claire i like that one a lot i i mean it's gonna be a ferrari right ferrari seem like they uh, have it's, it it's either ferrari or max like what we were have been seeing for the last couple of years in mercedes or max it's gonna be a ferrari or max well i mean in that spirit i will go with the other ferrari carlos signs picking it up a little bit getting those extra couple of tenths and uh and yeah taking that pole position so put me down carlos signs That'll do it for the race predictions. That'll do it for this week's episode. Man, it's good to be back in this groove. Waking up, getting my F1 content before I'm even in the shower, uh, rolling, you know, and, and just like listening to all the podcasts, reading all the social media posts. Just good to be back, man. Uh, we will see everybody after the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Anything else to add, Marco? Nope. Just uh, let's send some prayers. Let's hope for some safety and security and a good, good race. That does happen this weekend. Safety and security on the track and safety and security off the track is what we're shooting for here. So yeah, agreed. Appreciate everybody for listening. We'll be back in a couple days to wrap up the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. See you, assholes. See you, assholes.